He's there. Morning. Sam, how you doing? Brian, how you doing, man? I'm flying, I'm flying solo. I don't know where Greg is, man. We had to go, go and, and track him down. But I'm glad you're here. This is your Bobby Brown moment then, right? You're bust, busting out for new edition and going on your own. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> we will see. We will see how that goes. Braves got things going in the right direction. Your thoughts about what what it is? Is it just timing or is it the fact that we got some competition in the team we really need to push around this weekend? Well, I mean, obviously you're in that stretch of 29 straight, you know, against teams with a losing record. This was a chance for they were, if they were going to make up ground, they had to do it now. Um, you know, we've obviously seen them, you know, have some ups and downs on this road trip so far. But, you know, they certainly it's going to help to get the, the offense in sync and to get the lineup the way it's supposed to look with Ronald Acuna Jr. in there on an everyday basis, which we're certainly not there yet. But uh, we know the pieces are in place. It, obviously, if you get a pitching performance like you had out of Max Fried last night, that's going to help fix a lot of things, uh, but they do need this offense to get going if they're going to really make a run at the Mets. Spending time on the waitforit.com hotline with Corey McCartney. He is social, and he's got birds <laughs> chirping all around him there. Uh, uh, the, 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 uh, you can find him on Twitter, at Corey J. McCartney, at Corey J. McCartney, all lowercase. And, of course, you can find him from the Diamond here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, Sundays at 5 uh, p.m. Um, you know, you're getting good, solid pitching. You got a great pitching effort last night. And that's something in a, in a game. Did you get nervous as that game progressed? Like, when is somebody going to score? Yeah, and, I mean, you know, this was a – I mentioned the performance they got on Max Freed last night. And, I mean, it's really stunning when you think about getting that – what he did at Coors Field of all places. Uh, you know, you go back to since that place opened in 1995, and there have been two other instances of a Braves pitcher going at least eight innings and not allowing a run. And the only guy to have done it is Tom Glavin, who did it twice. So that's how good Max Fried was last night in Denver. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, certainly you don't, you don't think a Rockies pitching staff that had given up, you know, 30 combined runs between three uh, doubleheader against the Marlins in the first game against the Braves, you know, and 50 hits during that span was going to hold the Braves in check like they did. Yeah, I mean, it, certainly there were times early where they had an opportunity. Uh, the double steal with Swanson and Acuna. Um, having the bases loaded there in the first inning. Yeah, it felt uh, you, you worried that Max Fried's performance was almost going to go to waste, but certainly they were able to pull it out in extras. It's kind of the thing you want to see as this, uh, as this calendar is turned to June and we head for July, and you know what that means, you know, the buy, sell, whatever you think about sports' team. You would like to see them shave some uh, some points in that standing right now because the Mets lost last night. And so is it too early to start watching that type thing? Seems like that's what we're doing already. I don't think you have a choice. I mean, I think the Mets are that good, and I don't think this is the Mets that are going to collapse. I know they don't have DeGrom, they don't have Scherzer, but those guys are coming back, and I think that's the scariest thing is, you know, you're talking about them having a cushion and time to play with. They're out in the West Coast. They could have completely gone winless on this trip through throughout the West Coast, come back and still been in first place in the East. That's how big this thing was that they had built. Um, you know, the, their offense is, is, you know, extremely talented. Uh, I can get into some of the secondary numbers here where you have, you know, low, low hard hit rates like they have in a real high contact rate in a, in a, a batting average on balls and play that's elevated. Those things may not uh, end up helping you in the long run and you worry about that, but they certainly have a lot of superstars in that lineup. And if they can just get enough out of those guys, and I say enough, and you know, Pete Alonzo's been ridiculous, but um, it, you know, if they're able to cover until they can get DeGrom and Scherzer back, uh, this team is just going to be really, really hard to catch. 
We also talk about the defensive effort when we see a pitcher have the kind of performance that he has. And the thing that gives the pitchers the confidence is the defense that's around it. The infield uh, that the Braves put out every night has always been so solid. But it seems like the infusion of, of young Michael Harris has been good for the team's defense outfield as far as that goes. Thoughts about what he can do, the galvanizing effect possibly. And you don't want to put so much on this guy. This time last week he wasn't even here. You know, he, you know, he was on his way and had his press conference, was on the field. But he could have that galvanizing effect on the outfield. He can. And I will say, though, you know, is, is – vaunted as that Braves infield defense is, if you look in, into the, the, the advanced metrics here, they are in the, the t- bottom five teams in uh, their ultimate zone rating. So basically, in, in outs above average, they're in the bottom half of the league. This is, they're not getting the same level of defense that they had a year ago. Um, you know, Matt Olson's not been, you know, the gold glove caliber defense that we've, we know he, his resume says that he has. Uh, there are uh, a few more errors that they've uh, had at this point in the season. But from an outfield standpoint, I mean, yeah, I mean, certainly a, a look where you have Azuna out there is not what you want from this team. He's obviously much more suited to be DH. There's a lot of variables there, certainly. You know, Acuna is a major factor there. But Michael Harris, I mean, I just think the abilities that he has from a defensive standpoint, and you talk about, you know, elite foot speed, the ability to cover, uh, you know, for lesser defenders in the corners, uh, he has a chance to be really special. And I think along with that, we've seen the bat pick up. I mean, he's had a hit, you know, in, uh, in four straight games now. He's had a couple base, extra base hits there. This is a really talented, really special kind of player, and I'm, and I'm really excited to see you know, where this thing that's out for him because, you know, he has a chance to really be a, a more top-of-the-order kind of bat and a real impactful defensive player. What's the biggest challenge for him? Because most pitchers in the league have not faced him yet, um, but it doesn't take long for videotape to get around. No, it's not. And I, I think the thing with him at this point is the secondary stuff. You know, like, and, and a lot of these guys can time up a fastball. But if you go back, and I know it was his first game, but if you go back to an A-B that he had in the Mar- against the Marlins, with Cindy Alcantara, he just got just whiffed on three straight breaking balls, and, and he's still really struggling against the secondary stuff. That's where you get next level with these guys when you go, especially when you jump, you know, like he has the, is quickly through the levels here. You, the guy's the ability to locate those secondary pitches uh, is just on a completely different level when you get up to the big. So uh, how he adjusts to that and is able to pick up and, and, you know, pick up spin and location and be able to drive those secondary pitches, that's going to be – where you're going to see him be able to make that next step. Folks, you listen to Corey McCartney. As I said earlier, he's social. You can follow him on Twitter at Corey J. McCartney. You can also follow him at Talking Chop. And also hear him every Sunday here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and from the Diamond. A couple of weeks ago, uh, Braves and the Phillies were neck and neck in the division. They split four games. Yesterday, they fired Joe Girardi. Did, Did you see that coming? No, I mean, certainly he was on the hot seat, right? And the team that underperforms when they had the, uh, you know, the expectations that they had, it, it felt like it, it, the guy had a, an option for next year that they hadn't picked up yet. So it felt like he was almost in a lame duck year. Dave Dombrowski, the GM, did not hire him. He was hired by the previous regime. I thought he was at least going to get through this season. But, you know, they're dead last uh, in defensive run saves. They, they put an emphasis on offense, getting Castellanos and Schwarber, who are bad defensive players. But then you don't have Bryce Harper in the field. I think a lot of the ineptitude outside of you know the offense from you know the release standpoint and the defense standpoint was placed on Joe Girardi, and he's just you know they said they needed a new voice, but they went and stayed within the organization for that new voice. So uh, certainly, I, I think there's a belief within that front office 
that you know Joe Girardi was the problem as opposed to the the lineup in the roster that they put together for him to play with. And they do that. They promptly go out and they beat the Angels uh, ten nothing. And Harper hits pair of yeah. home runs last night. I yeah. don't know what that says. Well, the Angels are a mess right now. I mean, this is you know as excited as we all were about the prospect of potentially seeing you know Mike Trout and Shohei Otani in the in the postseason. Uh, that team's in a bad way right now. That pitching staff that was was trumping them up and helping them get to the point where they were in first place in the in the West has really fallen apart. So uh, they're going to have to figure things out in a hurry. But yeah, you, I, I will be interested to see what this means for the Phillies because this is a talented team and they have a lot of warts on that roster for sure. You think they stay within the organization for the manager, or the, you feel like there's some candidates that that could come in and and and, and be the difference? I think they're going to look elsewhere, and I think you look at guys who have a relationship with Dave Dombrowski. Remember, he was in Detroit for a long time, so Brad Osmus uh, was someone he hired in Detroit who's currently a bench coach uh, with Mark Cotte out in Oakland. I think he needs to be the, the number one priority for them. Uh, he was in the running for the Mets job last year. I will not be surprised if uh, Brad Osmus is ultimately named the Phillies manager. All right, back to the Braves now. They're, they are, they're going to play uh, tonight, and I guess the Rockets are going to come out in these new – Uniforms that look like, <laughs> look like their car tags out in Colorado. I love them. Yeah, they're fantastic. Uh, but of course, the Braves are going to go with a, another start. Please talk about him getting a chance to start and what would be a good outing for him. Well, I think with Spencer Strider, I mean, you look at it from the end of power versus power, right? I mean, he's obviously a guy who can light up the radar gun with that triple digit fastball. Um, the Rockies, you know, despite what we saw of them last night. Uh, you know, are top five teams in terms of home run, a top five teams in terms of run scored. And of course, they're getting it done at home. So this is going to be a, you know, a real test for him. A lot of pitchers have told me uh, that it's not you, you, you struggle trying to get spin on your secondary stuff when you're in Denver. And then it impacts you for a start or two after that because of the recovery and the fatigue from trying to overcompensate for those. So I think you got to watch Spencer Strider tonight. And then you got to figure out what you're going to get out of him these next couple outings as he deals with his first taste of course. And that's the other thing. We're still trying to decide if he's a starter or if he's in the pen. I mean, and that's the that's the other part because we've seen him do a little bit of both now. We have all but one of his appearances last year in the minor leagues was as a starter. I think you just look at the stuff and it screams, you know, uh, reliever. But I, they're going to have to get something figured out in that t- that fifth spot until potentially Mike Soroka comes back around the All Star break. Uh, you take away, you know, his last start in a, in an opener start from Jesse Chavez. And you got a 9-0 ERA from that fifth spot in the rotation. So they're going to give Spencer Strider an opportunity to see if he can be that guy. And even when Mike Soroka comes back, he's not going to pitch, you know, six, seven innings right out the gate. You're going to need somebody to piggyback with him anyway. Um, I think Spencer Strider is going to have a really big role in getting this whole rotation thing figured out for a long time. All right. We'll look to see what happens uh, with that. And obviously, what can we listen for tomorrow coming up uh, from the Diamond? Yeah, you can catch Grant and uh, myself tomorrow from 5 to 7. Uh, it's going to be a lot to go through. We're going to get back into this thing with the, the, the crazy fantasy football league story that's overtaken everything in baseball. We found out Mike Trout is the commissioner and Tommy Pham <laughs> that he's the worst commissioner in fantasy sports. So wow. uh, we finally found something that Mike Trout is not good at. So make sure you earmark that. Yikes. Uh, you do want to tune in for that. That's coming up tomorrow at 5 o'clock uh, along with Grant McCart- Corey McCartney from From the Diamond. A Hero Sports Radio 929 the game. Corey, always great catching up with you. Thanks so much for the time. All right, Sam. Good luck running solo.